and welcome to mysisterskeeper.blog, the podcast. My name is Marcia Cato, and I'm so excited for you to join us today. I believe sisterhood is so much more than biological. It is a choice, an intentional decision to involve yourself in the life of another and in turn invite others to engage in your life. As a single mom, the vital role my sisters play in my life has never been clearer to me. Join my sisters as we explore motherhood with all its joys and challenges, co-parenting, mental and emotional health and wellness, and this beautiful thing called community. The thing that spurred me to create this podcast was a question. What about the woman who doesn't have a community and is deep in new motherhood? How can I help that woman know she's not alone and that there are women who have walked similar paths to hers and have thrived, not merely survived. Sometimes help comes in knowing that you're not alone. So in that spirit, I share a bit more about my postpartum experience. The postpartum haze craze, I call it. (laughs) Preparing for motherhood is a feat. There is so much information to try to absorb And then to try to remember it, to be able to apply properly, and then every baby is different, and so many things are not exactly as stated in XYZ book. Ugh, side eye. I am very thankful for the birthing, breastfeeding, parenting, and infant CPR classes that I took. But when this little person showed up on the scene, I definitely was like, and what do I do again? (laughs) I promise, I paid attention. I signed up to learn all the things. I was given all the books. Admittedly, I didn't read all the books in their entirety. I had pre-baby hibernating to do after all. (laughs) My point is, with all the information I'd learned, I still left the hospital feeling like I was on Mission Impossible to keep this child alive. Little did I know, that was just the beginning. The lack of sleep the first few weeks was something I was forewarned about, but I didn't appreciate the scope of deprivation. Waking up every few hours for nighttime feedings and to settle this new sleeper back to sleep, and I admittedly would let my baby sleep in my arms much of the day those first few weeks. So at night, he wanted more of the same. It was so comforting. He smelled so sweet, his little noises, his warmth. I was a complete sucker for it all. And I paid for it. I did. I'm not even sure how long it was before my sister aided me in rectifying his sleep schedule, but I was immensely grateful. Going back to work after eight to 10 weeks postpartum was not great. I remember all the ladies in my breastfeeding support group would all but cower as the time drew nearer for each one of us to return to work. No one felt ready and with good reason. Eight weeks is peanuts in time. You're still establishing rhythms, learning this little person, and marveling in the daily wonder that is them discovering all the new in our little world. I was exhausted. I felt perpetually unkept. I longed for greater adult interaction, but all I was capable of talking about was how long my little one nursed, how many wet diapers he'd had, and the size and magnitude of the latest poop tapestry. How was I supposed to engage in my work environment when all I wanted to do was cuddle up with my little one? My semi-solution? Choosing a daycare less than 10 minutes from my job so I could go and nurse him on my lunch break and snuggle. 
The separation withdrawal was so real. <laughs> and the amount of work it took to keep the bottles clean and sterilized on hand, the milk pumped, frozen, and cataloged properly. Which, of course, my little one only drank an ounce at a time because he knew Mama was coming on our lunch break. Yeah, I was a sucker. It was a lot, to say the least. Then there was the daily grind to get out of the house to daycare and to work. Oh my, it was intense. And somehow, somehow I was always so very late after waking up so early. Punctuality has never been my strongest suit. But once things were off kilter, wow, did it get worse. I remember my big sister was my daily lifeline. She'd call every day on her way to the gym to make sure I was up and moving and she'd stay on the phone with me until she got to her class. She'd have her workout buddies say hi and just everything she could do to encourage me to keep going, to put one foot in front of the other every day while hundreds of miles away. You see, my big sister is eight years my senior and of the three Cato kids, she is the most like our mother. And boy, did I need and miss my mother. She was a force, you see. She was firm, stern, but loving. She didn't take no for an answer. And when I was most stubborn in my life and she was aware of it, she would talk to a point and then just move and start doing what needed to be done. And I desperately needed someone to start doing. But I had no idea what or how. Now, I must say that my medical professionals did check in on me to see how I was managing postpartum, and they did provide me with contact information to speak with mental health professionals. Every in-office screening, I sailed through with flying colors. The problem was my overwhelm was not physiologically based. There is no prescription to give someone that will enable them to live their life according to their beliefs. So these conversations were clarifying. And made it clear that though extremely sleep deprived, I was not in fact incapable of making sound decisions and moving forward with my life. My heart said otherwise. And for a long time, I listened to it. It was after months of this cycle of living, no surviving, just by hanging on, that I finally made the phone calls that would connect me with my future counselor. And it was truly the best decision I could have made. There was no phoning it in. She required that I be present. And having been through grief counseling, I understood that the only way she could help me was if I was honest and showed up and did the work. And work it was. Whew. In our time together, she guided me through recognizing and identifying my self-doubts, my negative thought patterns, my fears about motherhood, and my deep beliefs of inadequacy. And helped me to consider and then accept that this was not who the creator intended for me to be. <laughs> I remember moments of true awe considering the wonder that the creator of the universe loved me. All of me. Unequivocally. Unconditionally. At my best and at my worst. And chose to sacrifice his all for me. As a lifelong Christian... I don't think I'd ever fully grasped the concept of God's love for me before those moments. Faults and all, whether I color in the lines or make a masterful mess that obscures all the lines, the love is still the same. How is that possible? 
truly not how I had interpreted it growing up. It definitely opened my eyes to how I viewed myself and in turn my ability to receive love. My counselor always told me my issue was that I didn't fully embrace my village. I had, I had people who were willing to walk in my struggles with me if only I would let them in. It takes practice still, but I can say it's so much better doing life with my sisters, with my village, than it ever was being faux independent. But that's a story for another day. Maybe your struggle isn't new motherhood. Maybe it's mental health and emotional balance. Maybe it's divorce. Maybe it's a major health challenge. I hope one thing is clear though. We all struggle with something and we all need someone to tell us that we're not alone and that we are seen. So if you have been given the I'm okay answers as a habit when asked how you're doing, take a moment this week to answer more truthfully to someone who's displayed their love in action to you. Let someone in. Thank you so much for joining us today on the MySistersKeeper.blog podcast. My hope is that you will hear a little of your story or your sister's story in the experiences we share here and know that you are not alone. Motherhood is fierce. Life is challenging. But I believe that the creator will give us what we each need to equip us for the task at hand. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and rate on your favorite podcast app. Let our time together inspire us to show up and connect with someone today. Let's go out and live connected lives.